You're a Muppet aficionado, right? Yeah. Okay. It's the coolest thing about me. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. It's 1990. Wake, rattle, and roll. It's every Saturday morning, don't you know? Go, wasn't time laid off for 1990 <laughs> hey guys i'm adam fair and i'm dusty griffin and uh adam you know uh well what's up dusty you, you know, got a look just, on your face i gotta say i've been in a state of ponderance lately and you haven't it, moved since the last podcast what's wrong I know, i'm in the same clothes whole nine you know i was just been thinking about these cartoons and i just sure, sure. i want to make sure people understand from the get-go mm-hmm. that we of all people understand how much work goes into these and how hard they are to make and we're not belittling them <laughs> at all we definitely know? should have said this in one of the other episodes but we're just, having a, <laughs> we're just having a little fun with this challenging medium yeah it's true you know we we like to talk a big game here on every saturday morning it's early so we like to you know we 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 say we're going to really trash these cartoons, but we, we kind of lightly roast them because we're huge yeah, fans yeah, here. Yeah, we're not crushing We them. assume you are, too. Well, what a fun way to start a podcast. <laughs> hey, it's 1990. Things are crazy. The 80s are totally over now. Uh, it's top, the top films of 1990 to help put you back in that spot are Ghost, Home Alone, uh, Pretty Woman, Dances with Wolves, Total Recall, Back to the Future 3, Die Hard 2, Presumed Innocent. What is that? Uh, sounds like some uh, Harrison Ford. Okay. That's the one where he can't remember <laughs> how to walk or who he is. Or yeah, maybe. Because he fell out of that plane. Uh, Kindergarten Cop. Wow. This is in the top ten. Uh, and, of course, mega hit, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Whoa, what a of, year for Turtles, eh? Live action? Oh. Yeah, that was... Uh, Movie that, uh, until the Blair Witch Project came along, was one of the most profitable independent films of uh, films creation. Wow. Whoa! I did not know that. Uh, and this week, we're we're sticking <laughs> it in the eye. Uh, CBS. It's, <laughs> here's the top shows. So this is a window into CBS 1990. It's Murder, She Wrote. Oh, that's the top show? I mean, these are just the all the shows on. Okay, CBS. okay. I mean, okay. I'm assuming that's their top show. I mean, because that'd Let's be pick awesome. Let's pick up. I'll tell you, and you tell me what CBS's <laughs> top show probably was. Yeah. So, Murder, She Wrote, mm-hmm. Evening Shade, Major Dad. That sounds sexy. He's a major dad. <laughs> Murphy Brown, mm-hmm. Designing Women, Northern Exposure, The Flash. That, oh, t- that time The Flash was right. a show? The, yeah. other, the other time. Uh, Dallas and Knott's Landing are apparently still on in 1990. They feel distinctly 80s. And most importantly, Dr. Doctor. <laughs> oh, yes, with Matt Brewer. <laughs> Hello. That's right. Dr. Doctor. Where can I watch this show? <laughs> I don't know. I, I used to love it. It made me laugh till I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and I've loved him ever since. He's still awesome. <laughs> I liked it. He had a follow-up sitcom. Well, we'll get to that when we're in deep with Matt Fewer. <laughs> On our Matt Fewer podcast, Fewer by the Minute. Uh, so, speaking of minutes, it's 8 in the morning. So, let's watch Season 7 of 8 
of Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. Mm-hmm. They'll make your dreams come true. What? No, yeah, when, when your room looks kind of weird. And you wish that you weren't there. We must do this every time, I swear. Do we do this? <laughs> I like the... Well, I'll point out the, you know, the end credits of the Muppet Babies. That's when you see the Spider-Man logo, because this was uh, in, in their production wheelhouse. Marvel, right, yeah. Uh, and the ending's that, ooh, wah. It almost sounds like the ending to Murphy Brown, speaking of which, ooh, wow, wow. It's uh, real, they're really into that swinging music on Muppet Babies. So, yeah, man. I'm going to ask you a little bit about their origin. What about these Muppet Babies? Yeah. So, uh, what's not clear? What's not clear? (laughs) What don't you get? I don't understand. Oh, well, you know, I'm a layman. I'm a a layman on the Muppet Babies. And, uh, so I was reading that these are a takeoff of like, I guess Muppets Take Manhattan had a segment. Yeah. They, they had a dream sequence. Where they're babies. Where they're babies. I kind of remember that because I'm not, I'm sure I saw Muppets Take Manhattan. Sure. It's, it's a real, I mean, the scene's not that important to the movie other than it's, uh, what kind of, Kermit and Piggy bond over, but it, what if they were infants together? But it led to this. Yeah, it led to this series. You know, I've been watching a lot of uh, Jim Henson like random interviews and stuff that I uh, want to use later. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, Muppet Babies to him, and they're like, "So wait, these are the Muppets when they were kids?" <laughs> or <laughs> like they <laughs> and Jim Henson pretty much was just like. Oh, you know, it's sort of an imaginary uh, take. <laughs> he didn't really give any answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is, uh, it, I guess it is uh, indicative of itself. It's just sort of a what-if scenario. And then yeah, the Muppet but... Babies themselves go into further Muppet uh, what-if scenarios. They do. And uh, matter of fact, by this point in season seven... They are really stretching the bounds of, of, <laughs> of the show, don't you think? I agree that this isn't a great season of yeah. Muppet Babies because by, by far. First of all, uh, they ha- they have a bunch of flash forwards to when they're adults, and uh, there's a bunch of little segments that are that take place during the Muppet Show, Muppet Show tonight. You know the one we all know, and they don't really. Expl- I mean, they don't really explain it. Of course. It's- oh, when they would uh, reference the adult Muppets on Muppet yeah, Babies. Yeah, yeah, the ones I saw because I watched Seven One. Okay. And uh, in the in Seven One, uh, Scooter, you know, every episode involves like um, something happens and Nanny has some problem, and then they're then all of a sudden one of them comes up with an imagination. Yeah, scenario. Nanny Nanny tends to get the plot in motion or set the stakes, I should say. Yep. So, uh, in their imagination, Scooter had created Babyland, and it was like the coolest place for babies. It was like roller coasters, okay, like that. And they go in, and they had like iPads, even though this is a hundred years before iPads. And they talk with Scooter's voice, and and anyway, they pulled up the big screens, and they were like, "Watch this movie," and it, and then they pay, pay, they played Pigs in Space. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the adult version, animate oh, animated okay. though. So they animated it, and I was like, "What is this?" Oh, there was an animated bit of pigs in space in there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I didn't know if it came from a different show. It did, I think so. Oh, yeah. I should see yeah. it uh, to clarify. But there was uh, previous to this a failed hour-long live-action animated show called Muppets Babies and Monsters. We'll have to cover it eventually, hmm. but it immediately failed. Wow, really? Or yeah, like the animation didn't come back in time. So there's like five half episodes online and then three that actually aired 
half of it was Muppet Babies, and the other half were these three monsters having a cable access show in the basement. And then in between their segments, they would show animation of the adult Muppets, of which there was Kermit the Frog P.I., which was like adult animate, like adult Kermit, Fozzie, and Piggy in detective stuff, and also a Pigs in Space animated bit. Which I'm guessing they probably just slot into here because they're like, why not? That's the feeling I got. So that's very interesting because uh, for something like that to happen seven seasons in. Yeah, I think like a couple, yeah, it must have been like two years, three years earlier before this. Yeah, so they were sitting on Maybe that earlier, for a little but... while. But I guess, you know, what I'm getting at is it's a kitchen, everything. But <laughs> What's that doing here? Everything but the kitchen sink approach. You know what I mean? Like, in the end, what did Babyland have to do with it? Nothing, really. It was just something so they could show us a bunch of movies of them as adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could argue Muppet Babies at its worst was an excuse to show clips. But yeah, that's a real hard thing to call an old show out on when so many new ones are basically that. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like Family Guy. Zingo Wingo. You know? Or whatevs. Uh, but uh, the voice work's still pretty good. It just does. It's not yeah. going anywhere, I think, is the real problem with Muppet Babies. They are babies for eight years. But so were the Rugrats, and they stayed interesting. But like Rugrats, the early years are a little more interesting, and the characters are a little more sticky. They're not figured out quite yet, and the, the plots are just more out of the box. And Muppet Babies gets pretty formulaic by season mm -hmm. seven mm -hmm. and the animation gets not great oh yeah yeah it gets not good so many cutaways adam you know um one thing that i found really interesting about this is and i love uh, this show by the way i'm still like season seven a couple of things that struck me uh dave coulier did did uh young animals voice <laughs> for a while yeah, Dave Coulier's in there when Howie Mandel couldn't do it, I guess. Howie Mandel, okay, first of all, Skeeter is only in the cartoon, right? Right, right. And uh, she's voiced by Howie Mandel, and then later, Frank Welker. Oh, my God. King, he, of, the, and King he's of the Dogs. And he's already there doing Kermit, too. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I, I mean, uh, that's... Frank uh, could have done the whole cast. Yeah, so that's interesting, but... You can see how this show's starting to deteriorate at this point, but also, yeah, around this season is when they bring in a new Muppet baby. Oh, really? Dun dun dun. <laughs> which which baby is which? It? Uh, well, <laughs> I guess you don't know the Muppets. Do you know Muppets well enough to be like? Could you guess which Muppet they had? Because they uh, oh, well, I, I did. <laughs> I, I did read that um, Janice makes an appearance. That's the episode I watched. Yeah, but it's not episode. her though. Janice is there for one episode, but um, and that's the one I want to talk about. Oh, who could it be? But the uh, oh the the kid Kermit's kid maybe. Or? Oh, you know what? Robin does appear on Muppet Babies as a tadpole. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. It's crazy. So literal. Well, uh, you might not remember, because uh, no one really does, Bean Bunny. Oh. The uh, disgustingly happy rabbit from the Jim Henson hour who was brought on to act cute, quote, so the other Muppets don't have to. And uh, he's in Muppet Vision 3D. He's a big part of the 3D movie at Disney in Florida. Hmm. So they threw him on Muppet Babies, and he's just pretty much just like... He's a real Wembley type of character. Uh, he, I guess he's pushed around a lot. That's his character. By the kids? <laughs> he's like, I don't know. If he's, push <laughs> if he's pushed around by them, that's... <laughs> yeah, he's bullied by Miss Piggy, I think. 
hmm. is his stick, which is really funny because if you watch like later Muppet movies, like Bean Bunny's always carrying Miss Piggy's luggage and getting crushed by things. So they, uh, they, they're clearly aware awesome. of what a failed character Bean Bunny turned out to be. That's wild. It's man. knocked over in Muppet Christmas Carol. He gets to like hit with a reef. <laughs> End joke. Uh, but the episode, whose tail is it anyway? Uh, the babies are playing cowboys and bikers. <gasps> when they crash into Nanny, whose giant legs inform them that their new neighbor is coming to visit, and her name's Janice. So it's Janice from the Muppet, uh, the Muppet band Electric Mayhem. Right. But she's somehow slightly older. She's a little older than the rest of them. Where on uh, the Muppets live action, I always thought she was a little younger. So weird. Yeah, she's older than them, definitely. Uh, I read a tiny bit about that, right? She's what... Uh, she's like, oh, hey. She's real bored. Doesn't want to be there. <laughs> kind of like the audience. Ha! Who? <coughs> mm. I guess Bean met her previously, so they get along great. And uh, but, but then Janice is like, oh, yeah, Kermit, uh, you're that boring one. And then he calls uh, Gonzo, oh, that laughing weirdo with the doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, so playtime's too intense for Janice, so she'll just watch. She <laughs> likes to watch. Uh, outlaws Gonzo and Animal are chased to the moon, uh, but Piggy stops when Bean decides to listen to Janice read a skill the babies do not possess. Oh, she reads them a story of some bunnies. Uh, in the story, Piggy and Janice fight over who's Mrs. Rabbit. Janice wins and uh, lets her hippie rabbit kids run free. Uh, Peter slash Bean. Um is interrupted by Piggy uh, with her version of the tale where the rabbits wear cowboy outfits, effectively returning to the game the babies were previously playing. Boy, she just can't share. So Bean quits to hang out with Janice again, and Piggy is so pissed off. Janice just says, whatever. (laughs) Detective Bobsy twins, Scooter and Skeeter, agree to locate Bean, who is biking with Gonzo and Animal at a 50s gas station, but takes off for the Peter Rabbit tale. Uh, Janice trapped just catches Farmer Fozzie, who is hunting a wascally wabbit. So now Fozzie's Elmer Fudd. Zingo. Mm. Bean comes out dressed as Bugs Bunny, and Kermit comes out as a slow tortoise. Rolf carries in a talking cab. Uh, oh, he arrives in a talking cab looking for a rabbit in red overalls. So Bean leaves the, to change again, coming back as Roger Rabbit. Uh, back at the farm, Bean sings about trying to please everybody on a Woodstock sa- stage. Everybody apologizes for yanking Bean around. Hmm. And Piggy and Janice make nice. <laughs> you know, it's basically some babies rolled around on the floor. The real question is, <laughs> is what happened to Skeeter that she doesn't appear on the Muppet show? That's Oh, well, she's an adventurer. I think that's the excuse. That's the best story possible. She's uh, either on an adventure or lost in an adventure. They never quite say. I think there's a extended Muppet Show comic universe that came out in the last couple of years where it's like oh, Skeeter yeah. comes back. There was a new uh, Muppet Show, twenty six. Oh, that's right. Skeeter didn't appear on that though. Uh, <laughs> hey, Adam, that would have been wild. A couple of interesting things I found out about uh, Muppet Show, right? Um, I mean Muppet Babies. Babies. Forgive me. Um. First of all, it was uh, it was only in mono from eighty four to eighty six, and then it was in stereo from <laughs> why they just didn't ninety one. It's like oh yeah, flip <laughs> flip that switch on. We didn't have the stereo on. Yeah, uh, there's it's not like yeah, there's no good copies of Muppet Babies out there. Oh, uh, also, um, it, they're owned by Disney now. 
Oh, yeah, so you'd think they'd be able to clear all of those Star Wars and Indiana Jones references. Probably can, right? What's holding them up? And, uh, I don't know. And also, I had, uh, apparently, Statler and Waldorf made an appearance. That's right. They they play, like, Uncle Statler and Uncle Waldorf. It's Starting really weird. season. How old are they? They're still, they're just always old. They're on the new Muppet Babies, too, on the Disney Channel. But, you know, it's weird because they're kind of supportive. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. You'd think they'd at least be, like, abusive to baby Fozzie. It doesn't fit what I know like, of them. what's going on? Why are you here? So. Hmm. Yeah, Muppet Babies, uh, the 80s version, I don't think ever f- fully takes advantage of the other Muppets. The way the new one actually kind of does. There's been Baby, uh, Rizzo the Rat, I think. Uh, oh, classic. They've had a couple characters show up on there. Huh. Uh, interesting. Oh, uh, say, Adam, uh, I got one more thing here. So, uh, Frank Walker, uh, Megatron. All over this. Megatron from Transformers. He's all over this, playing Skeeter amongst others. But also, Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime, did appear in episode 33 <laughs> as Smoggy the Bear. Oh, okay. Huh. Who knew? Nice to meet you, Smoggy. <laughs> uh, freedom is the right of all sexuality. <laughs> yeah. It's always that side to him. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it was good. It was good. I, I was mostly bowled over by the amount of clips. Yeah, they, know, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. I was just watching like, whoa. I was like, what is this, Dream On? Yeah. Yeah. Oh! yeah. Anyway. So, you know. We'll talk, I, let's talk about this six more times. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's how many left we have, I think, of Muppet Babies. We will. Uh, similar to Garfield and Friends, which is on at nine. Garfield and Friends. S- siesta. We're ready to party. Hope S- you bring lots of spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah, that's the the first theme song is <laughs> called is called Friends Are There. Friends are there. You know, and it's kind of like a vaudeville number, I guess you'd say, right? Right. And this is season three of seven, and I guess yeah. that's when they did this siesta. Rumba. Mm-hmm. Which one do you? I cor- I kind of like this one. You like this one better? I, I like all the cartoons screaming in the background. <laughs> That's where we that's where we viciously part. Oh no! I gotta Come go. To I gotta go. Friends to are there. I think. Friends are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did kind of uh, downplay the and friends a little more funny. Yeah, it was like, yeah. well, they're not actually that friends. They but, don't even they're not even in the same part of the show. How did you feel, Adam, uh, revisiting Garfield this week? Like, you know, was it uh, fun? Garfield, Garfield's always fun. This show always surprises me. Garfield and Friends. I always think it's gonna be okay because Garfield's pretty decent decent specials yeah decent you know they're the source material's good but i feel like if you're a kid that's just getting used to the sarcastic world at hand like garfield and friends is a really sly low level sarcasm Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. more like oh you know how it goes sarcasm rather than life sucks yeah (laughs) it's not bitter just full of shit you know, I like the way the show's chopped up into short bits and then long bits. Uh, oh, the quickies. Yeah, yeah those are nice. Those are helpful. They kind of break it up a little bit, you know? And uh, and I, they, they keep the Jim, the Jim Davis, <laughs> like, uh, material always inherent. Like, they're like, well, we always have something he wrote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of, like, the Peanuts specials were just them taking, piecing together, like, all the strips. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um but Garfield would like be like, here's a quickie. That's the strip. Now on to a new thing. I was looking at so there's 121 episodes. Starring Lorenzo Music, Tom right, Hughes, right, right. Greg Berger, Howard Morris, Frank Welker, because he's in everything, and Julie Payne, amongst others. 
Frank Walker as Odie, I'm guessing. I think he is Odie in this. Sure. Or Tom or Tom Huge might be. Yeah. Which episodes did you uh, check out this time? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to see Binky gets canceled again. <laughs> again. That's the, <laughs> the psychotic clown. Binky's kind of the Krusty the Clown of the Garfield universe. Yeah, except more energetic. <laughs> His deal is he screams all the time. So Garfield forces us to listen to Binky's tale. Uh, the station manager is complaining that Binky's show is too uneducational and forces him out to employ the Buddy Bears, three singing barbershop chipmunk-sounding right. ruins yeah. who preach positivity. Hilarious. We always we always agree. Like They always sing in unison about some happy crap. Uh, meanwhile, I remember them too, so I wanted to see them again. Meanwhile, Binky tries his hand at being a news reporter, a wrestling match referee, a librarian, uh, but he's, you know, he's just, you're just too darn loud. And he's just too clowny. So he's fired. Garfield, horrified by the Buddy Bear's agreeability, investigates and decides to confront the Bears and get Binky's job back. Garfield, disguised as a chef, asks the Bears for their pizza topping of choice, and they immediately begin fighting. <laughs> no, no one will ever agree on pizza topping. Good one, Garfield. <laughs> This causes <laughs> the focus groups who are watching to fight over pizza toppings themselves. So the station manager drags Binky home before he can begin running for office. Garfield hires the Buddy Bears to bring him food. <laughs> the end. We always bring you food. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, though. I mean, that's a good example of the cynical nature of uh, the show. It, light, know. light, a light misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, after a Garfield short is a U.S. Acres short, mm-hmm. which I like. I think we've gone over U.S. Acres before. Did you ever see the comic strip? I think that's what I, I uh, can no, remember. Nope, never read it. Pretty funny. Hmm. Decent. I caught the one. Uh, I caught the U.S. Acres where the bunny rabbits are coming. That's the one I watched. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. And Wade just goes off. You know, Wade. Yeah, this is a cartoon where Wade just screams for like most of the. Yeah, it's kind of like the dragon, the dragon from uh, Animaniacs. Oh, you're but, right. <laughs> you know? Or from um, Pete's Dragon, where he's like, uh, Mickey Rooney's like, a dragon, a dragon. Mm-hmm. But here he's just sc- sc- singing and screaming about how there's things yeah. to sc- scream and run from. Yeah, well, Adam, <laughs> he breaks into a song, and it's called, like, Being Scared is Healthy. <laughs> and I was it's like, good to be scared. I was like, yes, Wade. You, you know what? I, I feel you on that. Right? <laughs> No. Oh yeah, and the run the running joke in this is uh, Orson the pig gets a letter that says the bunny rabbits is coming. Mm-hmm. So Wade just freaks the fu- he loses his shit and starts the bunny screaming. Rabbits. The bunny oh, rabbits they're coming! Oh, they're, they're coming! And every and everyone who hears this information goes, I think you mean the bunny rabbits are coming. <laughs> yeah, everyone says that in the whole show. Meanwhile, he's just like, ah, just keeps running around. Doesn't he mean the bunny rabbits are coming? So meanwhile, the weasel is uh, planning on uh, stealing some poultry. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Roy, the rooster, discovers them missing, he goes, Orson, the chickens is missing. And uh, they go, don't you mean are missing? <laughs> and it, so it's now it's catching on. It's too late. And the weasel uh, bags everyone. But luckily... Giant Knight of the Lepus-style bunnies stampoo through crushing him. Whoa. Then Wade freaks out. The bunny rabbits is gone! <laughs> this is gold. This is pretty decent. This is gold right here, Adam. How You know, Howard Morris is really funny as uh, Wade the duck. And mm. it's so funny that he's 
He's still in cartoons in 1990. He's been doing it for t- like 20 something years at this point. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you <laughs> earlier, Adam? Uh, 121 episodes, and I looked at the breakdown, and U.S. Acres is replete through the whole series. Yeah, like they don't they don't fall off. They don't stop showing U.S. Acres. Oh no, it's yeah. like a full half of whatever the series. You know? Oh, true. true. So so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, they never come up with a third thing. You know, what show? Some of these shows with a cartoon in between usually are they every now and then they'll be like, "Well, what do you think of this?" Yeah. And then everyone goes, "No." Or they'll rotate. <laughs> get, they should have just rotated Go 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 first. No. Um, I also watched the the uh, one where they where Garfo goes on vacation and they take Swindler Airlines and like there's a guy and he's like J P Swindler. Oh yeah, I think he's a reoccurring dude yeah. in that plaid coat. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like the Ren and Stimpy. There's that guy again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is this is a fun revisit. You know, if I were to be giving it stars, I give it like at least four right now. Yeah, I kind of want these DVDs. I like Garfield and Friends. Good stuff, man. I There's mean, a lot of it. It's easier to take than right? forgive me, but Muppet Babies. Yeah, uh, this time out. You know, uh, that's all I'm saying. The voices aren't grating. It's yeah, good stuff. The, <laughs> <laughs> the jokes on Muppet Babies gave up at some point uh during the show but the jokes on garfield yeah. friends pretty good muppet, St- they, they stick to them oh yeah so much cynicism muppet babies are just like a uh, laugh at animal or something <laughs> um i, mean, I, I don't have time for this there, there were jokes in uh muppet babies i guess i'd say it was character based if i was gonna <laughs> describe it uh but they they kind of get tired of that uh so, garfield friends yes 10 o'clock Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of this? Uh, no. Yeah, this of is course. season four of it. Of ten? Yeah. I didn't know it was ten. This is the exact one you know, too, folks. This is Heroes in a Half Shell, <laughs> Turtle Power, and Adam. The theme song is crunk up. <laughs> Don't you think? It looks great. They're still running it. They haven't changed it. I, I, yeah, they think. haven't. They haven't diddled with it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, this should be noted as the first Saturday morning produced non syndication season right. of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this is like, hey, you like the show? We're putting it on Saturday morning. A couple of years in, that seems like a weird move, but they got a movie coming out. So this is probably the prime time for Ninja Turtles. Four total years in, right? And. Um... Yeah, right now, uh, this season, season four, has the Technodrome trapped on an asteroid surrounded by lava. So that's what's up in the plot. <laughs> right, right. Uh, voices of Cam Clark, Barry Gordon, Rob Paulson, James Avery, Townsend Coleman, Peter Renaday, Renee Jacobs, and Pat Fraley. Um, I watched the episode Rondo in New York. Rondo. Uh I thought was just a Randy Hondo. Um, so uh, Raphael is given his brother shit for watching a totally lame Rondo movie on the old black and white. Mikey insists Rondo is totally cool. <laughs> Plus, April gets the boys Rondo eight premiere tickets. You know, because they are ninjas and want to you know lay low. Complete with free pizza, they're going. Uh, April's set to interview the star and hates it. She wants a real scoop. Oh. Uh, Donnie's uh, busy though. April arranged for me to work in the city college biology lab. What an odd thing that to say. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Krang informs Shredder that he's patched into a computer at City College on Earth. 
good. Oh, oh, that's good, Adam. Oh, good. have you? Somebody has been working the vitalizer. The oh. serum which can bring inanimate objects to life. Uh, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady beam down. Meanwhile, a big nerd bumps into Donnie at City College. They take well, turtles. You gotta try a little. He explains that he's making a vitalizer project. Well, what do you know? And all this weird info keeps popping up on the computer screen. Donnie immediately recognizes this is Shredder's work. He's a genius. The two go to the movies, and the three villains beam in to steal the vitalizer, which ends up splashed on the TV, mm. bringing knockoff Tom and Jerry to life. To Rocksteady's delight. Oh boy, I told you they was real. See, boss. Uh, they find a poster for the new Rondo movie and assess that he must be there. Everybody's doing such a good job with minor clues. Uh, at the cinema, April interviews a, a grandiose Rondo who stands on boxes to appear taller. Therefore, not a man. Uh, the turtles aren't impressed and long for pizza. Uh. The film breaks. And the turtles spot Shredder harassing the nerd slash projectionist. Oh, that's inconvenient. The vitalizer ends up spilling on the film. And the movie monsters come to life. Real life Rondo hits the bricks as the building starts coming down. A winged beast grabs April and runs off, climbing up a building. Oh, yawn. (laughs) April ends up tossed immediately to Raph. And the monster runs off, saving us from another King Kong parody. We all say... Uh, the big big nerd explains the plot to the turtles, and Donnie agrees to help in the lab uh, solve this problem. Uh, the reigning three turtles bump into Rondo, who's hiding, but agrees to help his fans. Mikey can't believe Rondo's scared of monsters, but the only way to chase, but the only way, I don't know why I wrote that. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie and the dork try to deliver a plan while Leo uses lights to dispel the film creatures. Uh, Krang bitches about the uh, small oh. amount of vitalizer Shredder saved. Uh, so they return to kidnap the nerd. The three turtles find Rondo in his condo. Yeah. Uh, while Shredder makes more film monsters, including poisonous snakes. Suddenly, Ro- movie Rondo comes well, alive. I guess I'll make some poisonous snakes. Why does it have to be snakes? Movie Rondo comes alive and fights off the serpents, frees our nerds, and r- runs off to save the day. Everyone meets up and beats up their respected villains. Rondo ends up fighting all the universal monsters, and searchlights are used to wrangle them back into the screen. Back at the Technodrome, Shredder accidentally puts the vitalizer on more Tom and Jerry ripoffs. Mm. Oh, boy! You know, do, do you feel like Shredder is just like... Uh, Derp theater. <laughs> yeah, he, he's almost like... I, yeah, I don't know you haven't watched much... Uh, Transformers at him, but uh-huh. he's like Starscream, where he's always, okay. He wants to take over, kind of. So he's just like, yeah, that's a great plan, Crank. Great plan. Like he's just the suck up, and all plans are great. Yeah, he's just constantly, uh, he's just constantly there being a downer, man. You know, like in the ones I saw, Shredder wasn't even doing all that much. No, he was just, you know, it's like Foot Clan, go down there and enact this fantastic plan. Thank you, Your Majesty. You know, like kick I, the TV over. It's uh, a. <laughs> then know, they won't know about the exposition of the plot. Not much different going on this season, really. You know, I mean, did you think, Adam? I just whenever I go back to rewatch the Turtles cartoon, I'm always like, woof. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Uh, You know, I can't handle 
Because I had already watched our, the next show on the lineup and heard a bunch of uh, <coughs> dude bro talk, you know. Nice. And then so then I watched Ninja Turtles and it's more of the <laughs> same, hey you know. Man, that's the slang of the time. And I love them and they got great voices. They're fantastic voice actors. <coughs> but God, it just gets old after a while. The dude valley speak. Yes, it really does, you know. <laughs> It's quite a bit of it on Turtles. Yeah, it's a great show. Don't get me wrong. You know, don't don't trash me. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm I would say I'm a fan of Ninja Turtles, but yeah, watching too, the '80s too. cartoon is yeah, it really exhausts me. I'll tell you what I liked. I caught that newer one recently. Like oh yeah, the one going on right now. Oh man, that one's good. Like they got some new villains and they're like Probably some really... better pacing. Oh man, these I... are breakneck cartoons. These turtle ones. Everybody speaks mm-hmm. and. Too much uh, techno jargon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, long-time fan of the Turtles, but season four, you know, at least it hadn't started, like, falling apart yet, I guess, right? Like, it wasn't... Well, yeah, they didn't mess with what was working. Yeah. Break what wasn't broken yet. That's what struck me was how little it had changed the in sky, season four. The sky's nice and blue. It doesn't look like it's got glaucoma. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, this is the sky color change. <laughs> Red skies mean bad turtles. Mm. Uh, that's when their uh, mutinosity starts uh, getting unstable. Oh right, right, <laughs> yeah. And oh, also, I flipped on four thirty one. You know, I think I started on four one, and then I watched four thirty one, and I just was, I lost interest. I was like, ah, yeah. At a certain point, I'm like exhausted trying to keep up with what's happening. Yep. I wish, and you know what? They developed plenty of characters. Like, but there's no. We never really sit with any of them. No, we didn't in these. The not the ones I watched. You, you gotta know? get in their digs, like in between action. Ugh. This is almost that kind of action I don't like, where it's like just constant things flipping, and I only got one left. Oh, I bet I make it. Just out of control. Mm-hmm. We gotta bounce off of that, off of that limb, or we'll fly off into the. Yeah, hope you like the made up thing in trench coats, you know. Yeah, and they're out. <laughs> way, they're out way too much. Like they're not yeah. even trying to hide in the episode I watched. Yeah, so no, I, w- I was not as happy to I see didn't even that. Care. <laughs> Teenagers, three stars. Uh, well, anyway, on to other bodacious teenagers they are teenagers right uh i thought so well it's 11 o'clock it's time to watch the animated bill and ted's excellent adventures dudes yep adventures season one of two mm-hmm. uh season one being a Hanna barbera uh affair yeah you know because uh season one aired on cbs and season two aired on fox kids that's right uh Season one also featured Keanu Reeves, Whoa. Alex Winter, and yeah. George Carlin. Hell yes. Coming back to do more of this. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think they were disappointed? <laughs> How do you think they felt about this? Much worse. Uh, <laughs> they, they felt much worse when this got canceled for the live action series. Oh, that's so. right, too. Well, were you a fan of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Yes. I liked it too. Definitely. And I like Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey's halfway decent. It's quirky. You know? I I lose it around station. Me too. Me too. That's that's Frank Welker. Station. Um But here you're you're right in their prime and (laughs) Carlin's here. 
Um, uh, which one are you more likely to watch now? Uh, Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey? Um, you know, I, I probably watch Excellent Adventure yeah. just because I haven't seen it in so long, you know? But I think I'd probably watch Bogus Journey because it's such a weird movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things that are not on the show that were uh, part of the movie... Uh, I don't think he wants to sleep with his mom anymore. What? <laughs> Missy. Remember he had a stepmom that was real Missy. hot? Yeah. <laughs> Missy, mom. So no edible complexes. That didn't come up. Mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Reeves has no uh, whites in his eyes. He's just black dots for eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and they no longer call each other fags. Oh. That's great. That was a good omission. That's a step forward. <laughs> for this one um <laughs> and if anybody's wondering they're making a ba- uh a bill and ted three and i think they should fix their uh homophobic past by having bill and ted go to hug each other and grab each other and say it's okay to be gay <laughs> and then hug while a third party is like oh well you got there guys <laughs> i'd love to see that i think it'd be funny if bill and Ted thought the other one has been gay this whole time. Every time we hug, he has to tell me that. I don't care. That'd be hilarious. Um, so which episode did you watch? Uh, you know, Where'd those crazy kids go? I watched 1-1, one, one and uh, they they went, and they uh, went to get Marco Polo, because I think they had to write another freaking paper. Oh, man, how know. many pool jokes were there? Oh, so many. And <laughs> so they're kind there. of a level of joke on Bill and Ted's cartoon. Yeah, you know, actually, there was a joke. Uh, there was a one earring joke. Like, uh, oh, what kind of joke? The, the pirate came out and he had Are you a lady. He had earrings, and one of them was like, "Dude, you know, you should totally only have one earring, right?" <laughs> I thought they were gonna make gay ear joke. I'm just waiting for the homophobia. On it that. practically was, you know, <laughs> but not that ear, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was like, "You're," he was like, "You're only supposed to have one earring, dude." <laughs> So, don't you like girls? This this isn't fun. Why would anybody look this up? Don't look this up. Ah! <laughs> what, Adam? So so right off the bat, you're like, don't watch. Did it. I just attack it? Too, <laughs> I, I attacked it too quickly. <laughs> we got nothing to close on now. Uh. Well, look, season two is uh, something completely. Well, different. what what sucks about this? What's not good about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures? Because like it's a it's an idea that makes total sense. Like they can go through space and time. Those two need a show, mm. and they speak baby. So I could see why there's a Bill and Ted cartoon show. I don't know. I think of that meme where there's like a butterfly, and I'm like, is this a Wayne's World? <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> well, saying? I, th- like- I think they wanted to. They, they probably wish they could have made like an animated Wayne's World, but that's a hard PG-13. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna budge. Unlike uh, Bill and Ted, apparently, which was a soft PG-13, I guess. How's that work? I don't know. You know, the first season is done by Hanna Barbera. Second season done by. <laughs> right how do you like the way they look like do they look like bill and ted i have seen worse <laughs> you know i've seen worse because alex winter's got like that high uh midriff uh shirt like in the movie mm-hmm. i just can't believe how like keanu just looks so out of it yeah <laughs> he's got like dots for eyes so this is all topical since that third, third movie's <laughs> coming out 
Um, so I watched the episode when the going gets tough. Bill and Ted are history. Oh Whoa. man, this was written by Paul Dini from Tiny Toons, Batman the Animated Series, Superman, oh, no and Lost. Serious? He's what? a ma- he's one of my idols. Well, what is he doing here? He's writing about the Wild Stallions who are causing another audience to flee. Oh no! With another cartoon show, <laughs> Bill and Ted feel defeated and decide to retire this band. Uh, in the future, the cool defenders pull Rufus from his bath and tell him he must make Bill and Ted a band, re- reband, or the future's a disaster. Rufus's bosses tell him to keep the dystopia a secret to let Bill and Ted realize their own greatness. Rufus arrives with hair, with hair now and ushers the boys into the booth, uh, taking them to 1877 to admire Edison's work, which has just exploded. Because mm. uh, everybody's a character. Bill and Ted meet... The frustrated inventor who can't finish the phonograph. Uh, Bill and Ted vow to help as they don't want to uh, lose Van Halen somehow. Uh, and use a hard pancake to create the first record. And uh, Bill even mixes it for a second. Wiggity wiggity whack! Uh, <laughs> upon returning to Rufus, they find uh, he's de-aged to his teenage years. And they follow his written instructions to Leonardo da Vinci, who they mistake for a Ninja Turtle. I will give them that uh-huh. one. At least they're in the same lineup. I was just glad that they were like, well, yeah, that should. Yeah, that's. Uh... Uh, so his inventions get wrecked by nine-year-old Rufus. <laughs> so Leo shows the stallions all his previous flying contraption failures. And little Rufus tries flying the phone booth into a fountain. The trio uh, leave an inspired Leo and go on to meet chemist. Uh, Joseph Priestley, who helped create soda pop uh, or carbonation. They uh, then travel to Chris Columbus, who's trying to convince sailors that the world is round. Is that what happened? Uh, Rufus yeah. is uh, now a full baby. So the hurried stallions advise Chris to hit up the local royals for money. Successful. Chris promises to return, providing the Earth's proving the Earth's shape. Uh, nobody cares, though. Clearly that happened. And then uh, Bill and Ted and baby Rufy return inspired to continue rocking re-aging rufus in the process royally jamming rufus re-laments that they do get better <laughs> uh d minus <laughs> i just found this frustrating yeah. but i really wanted to like it too so that's probably why i didn't did you did Got you catch hope. any of season two no, did no. Deke make a difference? I know they changed the voices, right? Yeah, they got other people to do the voices, which For I think is weird. Reason. This should be a home run, but they uh too stupid. They could have done it. They could have done it. All they had to do was structure it just like the movies. You know, had the, I think had this come out post Animaniacs, maybe, and in with that lot of shows, they could have made it subverse subversive enough, but mm-hmm. not so much here. Kind of hmm. blandy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting people involved, but not enough to save it. <laughs> yeah, the Bill and Ted Halloween show at Halloween Horror Nights was more entertaining than watching this. Um, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> Beat yeah. me to another place. Jump in the phone booth. And, uh, jump in the picture phone booth, because it's 1130, and it's Pee Wee's Playhouse. The final season. <laughs> Pull yourself up a chair. <laughs> Heard that, any good jokes lately? You know, that, that hair never fell any other time. 
What? Whenever he was like, let down your hair, and then that wig would come down. That never happened on the show. Never, it ever. Drove me nuts. It was like, when are the wigs dropping? So this, this is the final season. This is 1990. Yeah. 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 Uh, season oh, five of five. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say, I think at this juncture, Pee Wee has stretched himself thin. Really? I mean, these are still quality episodes because it's just a good show. But man, like... <laughs> They're doing some whack stuff, trying to kill another 30 minutes. And I think I remember reading that it was just an assembly line at this point. Like, he was just, like, churning so many episodes out that he was, burnt, that he was like, there is a, there's a final episode. It's mostly a clip show. Oh, Pee-wee's not really in it that much. So it's not no. a great, it's not a great last episode. Uh, but the, the weird things they do to kind of kill time this season are fascinating at one point they we watch a dog eat an entire bowl of food (laughs) up close just nom 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 it's amazing television (laughs) that's crazy what did i just watch Hmm. um and sometimes you know king of cartoons plays two cartoons so we get we get like, oh, what do we have left? Well, we're going to use that today. <laughs> kind of a feeling to Pee-wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do go outside for the first time ever. Really? Uh, in the episode Camping Out. Uh, Pee-wee's having a public domain dream. <laughs> Oversleeps, as we all do. And uh, Pee-wee goes to use the bathroom. We don't get to see Toilety. Uh, he brushes his teeth and gargles uh, with the fish. And Magic Screen shows Pee-wee old footage of men's fashion. Uh, but Pee-wee just wears his usual suit. Uh, Pee-wee races us to the kitchen. I let you in! And uh, interrupts the food watching Sesame Street. Yep. Uh, then, Actual Sesame Street. Yeah, he's just watching Sesame Street. Globy interrupts Pee-wee's uh, melon breakfast to find out today's secret word. Uh, Pee-wee's busy, so he lets Globy do it. Uh, but Globy can't really reach, so Conky kind of has to operate himself. <laughs> Uh, and then we find out that the secret word is show. The picture phone rings and the operator, Rhonda, Sandra Bernhardt, oh, yeah. is overly flirtatious and visually makes Pee-wee uncomfortable. <laughs> Just can't wait to hook him up. It's insane. It's long, too. But Pee-wee turns down her offers to connect. Uh, Mrs. Renee comes by to house sit because Pee-wee is going camping with Cowboy Curtis. They ride out to the Grand Canyon. Uh, by ride, they like have fake legs over this big puppet horse body, so it just looks really goofy. They're just bouncing themselves around. That's Lawrence um, Fishburne, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Curtis lectures us on keeping the environment clean, uh, while Pee Wee plays with echoes. Pee Wee uh, then yodels, <laughs> yale, 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 just out of nowhere. And that night, they roast wieners. Uh, Pee Wee says, "How's your wiener?" <laughs> Perfect. It's <laughs> really good. Uh, they both forgot the buns and condiments. So Curtis plays us a sad cowboy song, and they stare at the stars and drift to sleep. They return the next day for an encore of Balloony Land, that insane old cartoon. Where's I'm the Pincushion Man, Terror of Balloony Land? How I stop 'em when I pop 'em? Ha ha! Horror show. Yikes. But. The Balloony Land cartoon is what was used as the cartoon on the original live Pee Wee Herman show. So it's funny that oh, they're, not, they're it, showing it now. They're finally getting around to Balloony Land. Is it public domain? Very much so. 
But it's worth seeing. Watch, look up the pincushion, man. That cartoon right. is insane. Adam, uh, <laughs> let me throw some things at you about uh, Playhouse. They had a very diverse cast. Oh, it was all over the place. Yeah, they're noted for that. Also, this show started out being filmed in New York and ended up being filmed in California. That's right. That's how they lost Phil Hartman. Really? He's like, I can't leave New York. Oh, I'm no. on Saturday Night Live. I'll be damned. Among the music producers on the show, uh, Dweezil Zappa, George Clinton, Danny Elfman, and Todd Rundgren. Yup. So, that's uh, all-stars. And finally, uh, it was voted number 10 on TV Guide's top cult shows ever. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. And you know what? It's before the Curtain of Irony. Like, it's a, it's a 90s show before the 90s. Hmm. So, it's, it's several years ahead of the game. The Friends Curtain. <laughs> yeah, is right? that what would be it? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the waypoint. Man, that's funny. Well, there's a certain irony uh, in the 90s that's uh, not there in the 80s. Mm-hmm. The 80s is very status quo-y. We've readopted Paul Rubens now. You know, like uh, he had his little... Con- <laughs> He had his little controversy. doodle. You know, he was out for a while. Yeah, but everybody does it. And now everybody's forgiven him at this point. We can just enjoy this show, and it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it's all good. Don't believe your snarky friend who doesn't finish reading Wikipedia's. He's, he didn't do anything wrong. He's fine. No. Shut up. And he he, <laughs> he had a lot of passion for, for this show and for what it did. You know what I'm saying? Like, he put a lot of work into it, and... Uh, no other show looks like Pee-wee's Playhouse. Never. Never has and never will. So It's in the top ten of all time Saturday morning things, I think. This is, yeah. This is this is good stuff. You always want to go back to this. Speaking <laughs> of good stuff, it's time to watch some bad stuff. <laughs> okay. Twelve o'clock noon. Whatever you do, don't dink the dinosaur. <laughs> if you dink your dinosaur too much. Season two of two. Did they know dink? Do you know Dink as a reference to penises? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. There's an old joke. (laughs) I think it's Canadian. I've heard Dingus. Because Dork, you know, Dork used to mean it, but also Dink. And there's an old corny Canadian joke that's like, oh, did you hear Mrs. Dinky got Mr. Uh, Dinky everything he wanted for Christmas, but uh, when he came home for dinner, uh, he completely forgot to get her anything. So she took the knife out of the turkey and cut him up so later at the trial the judge is disgusted and she goes you chopped off his head you chopped off his legs you chopped off his arms how could you miss his dinky (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) what a long way to go i had no idea so anyway back to dink the little dinosaur dink the Little dinosaur. This is Ruby Spears. He's our friend. Production. Wait, Denver. Oops. No, no. And he yeah. wasn't a dinosaur. He was an alien. Also, he's not the Lamb Before Time. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna wait to drop the bat that bomb on Dink. I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I just I think you think you got to get it right out in the open. <laughs> no way. Yeah, you know, this will be in my editorial section. I'll tell you how this <laughs> relates. So. So little Apatosaurus Dink has positive self-affirming adventures with his little dino pals in the Great Valley. I mean the Green Meadow. (laughs) (laughs) This ran from 1989 to 1990. (laughs) 21 episodes they fit in there. Yep. uh, Voices uh, Dink, RJ Williams, Amber, Andy McAfee, uh, Scat was Frank Welker and Krusty. Uh, Shiler, Ben uh, Ryan Ganger. 
flapper was S. Scott Bullock. And uh, the plot was ripped from Land Before Time. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, Adam, this is my edi- my editorial, th- my thoughts on this is Oof. this is for kids who couldn't handle Land Before Time. Oh, my God. Like, if, if yes. <laughs> what? Yeah, if, if that made them, if that was too much. If they were like, it's too sad, I can never watch it again, then dink. Well, what if nothing happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's better. She's asleep. <laughs> yeah, she so, just wakes up. Oh, okay, and and the art three stars for all. Boy, you don't want to compare this art to Land Before Time. Uh-uh. Oh, do serious oh. dinkheads hate that comparison? No, I, I'm just saying there is no, <laughs> there's no comparison. Well, yeah, Dink is does not look near as good as Land Before Time. Land Before Time didn't end up looking as good as Land Before That's Time. That's the true. movie. Yeah, which episode did you watch, Adam? Oh, man, I feel like you don't even have to really get into these. I watched Tale of the Beast, where they're really scared of a dinosaur called a sharp tooth. Come mm-hmm. on, you guys can't use the terminology right. of the movies. Right. <laughs> All right. I was asking for it. But, like, the st- one of the dumb little ones gets <sighs> injured, and the beast takes her back to help her heal, and everyone else is like, oh no, the monster took our friend. And then, you know, they figure out that's not what's going on. And yeah, I, th- I think you must are all friends. You watched the same one I did. That's it. Uh, Nothing else. Let me check my card. I don't think anything else be- really happens. The beast is not. The beast is just like another kind He's of. He's just dinosaur. got like an ugly f- side of his face. Is ugly. Yeah, and they're so. like, you should maybe turn to your left more. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. That would have solved a lot of problems. That's how it ended. He's a beast from the right. <laughs> yep. Hey Adam. Uh, oh man. Io Nine called it. Where all the dinosaurs hang out two feet apart from each other in complete friendship, except for when they abuse elderly turtles. <laughs> oh, yeah, Krusty. That's what they do. Why do they all go to the turtle? That's not how dinosaurs work. Mm-hmm. Quick, the oldest and slowest and most flippable of us. This wasn't available on DVD full, for a reason. Fully until 2017. Wow. And, uh, it was released from the Warner Archive. <laughs> They were holding it. They wanted to run every single Lamb Before Time series before this got back out. <laughs> right? I just don't understand why. Why, Dink? Uh, you know. Why is that it, though? There's just so... There's no meat on this dinosaur no. bone. No. Matter of fact, season two, they add uh, dinosaur facts. They'd have to, because the plots don't last but five minutes. And it's always like, oh, well, here's further information. Plot yeah. over. They called it a Factosaurus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not bashing on this. It's just that it's a little too close to land before time. <laughs> That's all I, I can think about too. I can't help but make a comparison. I got right here. I've, I've written down Am I comparing? You know, I just I, I can't stop. They could have picked more different dinosaurs, but they yeah, picked the exact same long neck, three horn, yep. winged one and itty bitty guy. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, yeah, this is a rough place to end this lineup. They, they should have spaced it out. They should have ended maybe with, what, Ninja Turtles? Uh, no, they should have ended with Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah, I thought usually Pee-wee's Playhouse ended this uh, this lineup. I guess it is noon, so they're mm. like, is anybody still hanging on? Noon's a real desperate time slot. Maybe they should have ran Dink at 8 a.m. and then Muppet <laughs> Babies and just rolled Yeah, right. why isn't <laughs> Dink on at 8? Yeah. This clearly belongs with Muppet Babies, not with Pee-wee. Who wants to watch Dink at noon? 
Like, I could understand going from Bill and Ted to Pee Wee. That's a bunch of fun. Yeah, or... then down to Dink. Or Adam from Ninja Turtles to Bill and Ted also makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But Dink... You could tell that they're like, oh shit, we have another season of Dink to air. He's up against High Q. <sighs> <So. laughs> yeah, put it on in the afternoon. I don't know. We're going to bury Dink early in the morning. Anyway, all in versus all... Versus Dink versus the Little Rascals. This this was not a bad uh, not a bad year for cartoons on CBS really. Yeah, I probably watched most of this. You got a bunch of great cartoons, not in their prime, uh, but they're still not hurting that bad. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, which is not the worst thing ever made. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dink, if you want to, if you want to stick around, so. And uh, I'll keep watching. It's twelve thirty, and CBS Story Break is on. Oh right. Now this is reruns of the three seasons from a couple years ago, and I guess somebody just uploaded a ton of these because I saw the sudden appearance of the double disappearance of Walter Fosbeck, which in my mind was. An awesome random cartoon I saw as a kid that I was like, what was that? And usually I can find it, but this was lost. Somebody uploaded it. I watched it, and it's painfully mediocre. Oh, no. <laughs> really? It's a, a d- adaptation of the Stevenson book. Uh, this kid like is staying with his cousin, and he wakes up and touches this uh, dinosaur skeleton, and then suddenly he's he switches places with... A dinosaur version of himself from a dinosaur version of our world. So now he's a human on the run with his cousin who's a dinosaur now. So the idea is interesting, right? Yeah. We're in a parallel dimension and everybody's a dinosaur instead of a person. It's like the exact same personality. It's like us. No spoilers. <laughs> you know, parallel. But with dinosaurs. Jurassic Us. Right. Jurassic Us. Yeah. And he runs afoul of... Uh, an evil dinosaur scientist that wants to, uh, you know, experiment and exhibit the human. And he, the part I remembered as being really scary and interesting, which is really just kind of farted out. It's not that great, but it was that there was a boy in a cage and a dinosaur scientist was like, eat these peanut butter sandwiches. That's what boys like. I was like, Oh my God. I remember that part. <laughs> The rest was stupid. I do like peanut butter sandwiches. It felt like a short story I would have written in like middle school. Like I was like I actually did. I remember writing like I became a cartoon for a day. It felt exactly kind of like that. <laughs> like, well, this is dinky. Mm. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. This is total penis. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna watch a big clump of those story breaks in a row. I think. <sighs> yeah, they're really scattershot. Like. uh how to Eat Fried Worms is in there. Chocolate, yeah. t- I think Chocolate Fever is one of them. Cl- I mean, Klutz, who is this like, it's like this weird Jetsons robot garbage heap. <laughs> Teaches a boy to love. Oh, wow. I don't know. I've been on a made-for-TV kick. You know, I watched Go Ask Alice. And, uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> so. Woo, what an exhausting morning. Yeah, next week is uh, M- Fox Kids or NBC. Oh, Fox Kids. Oh, the uh, next episode will will go to Fox Kids first of a handful. Hey. <laughs> they didn't they didn't stay in the game forever, unfortunately. No, but this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, Fox Kids fans, tune in next week. Um, I'm Adam Fair. You can check me out on YouTube at Adam Fairland. 
Yeah, I'm Dusty. Uh, you can check me out at Dusty is Certifiable on the gram. Or you can check out our website, which is every Saturday morning dot fun. Fun, yeah. If you want to cross-reference these episodes oh, with yeah. the Saturday morning specials or the comic book ads that That's pertain right. to them. Hey, somebody mm. like us has made a whole website with tying all this shit together. We did that. We did that. You know, we got the videos. We fell on our ass into being a helpful resource. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you think you've seen all of Duke's hazards? No, you haven't, because you haven't seen some of these previews with original Boss Hog Boss material. Boss Hog's there, Mr. B, <laughs> Belvedere, uh, yeah, yeah. Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. It's a veritable freak show. We got all kinds of stuff. We're trying to be a great archive for y'all, you know, to learn about your favorite years. It all adds up to, hey, all that stuff's available over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, enjoy your Saturday nights, everybody.